Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Let's go to North Olmsted Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. Bring in Jeff Lloyd of the uh, Locked On Browns podcast. What's going on this morning, Jeff? G. Bush, how we doing today, buddy? Doing pretty good. How you doing, man? We are good. We are good. Hey, listen, I, I tell you what. Uh, when we look at it, the situation, um, uh, you, you look at this game. This game, you're looking at Buffalo. You're looking at uh, uh, weather. You're looking at all things uh, <laughs> thrown on top of each other. I would. Do you think the Browns would have fared better uh, in the in the snow rather than in a dome? You think their chances would be a little bit better? Uh, I think everybody believes that. And even still, I mean, the other thing would have been, you know, the wind that, you know, goes along with, you know, the snow that went through Buffalo here over the past 24, 36 hours. Uh, you know, when you get, you're talking winds in the 20s. And, you know, I remember vividly there were a couple of games in 2020, uh, you know, where the Browns went through this. It was an Eagles game. It was a Texans game at home, you know, where the wind was so much of a factor. The passing game was kind of taken out of it. Um, that opportunity, it, it probably would have been the wind more than anything else that probably you know would have slowed down the passing game, the vertical passing game. Uh, certainly, the Bills are capable and exceptional in all those avenues, so that certainly would have you know aided the Browns. Now you take it to a dome, completely neutral, and but you know like I told you, but you know this is technically a Browns road game, so the fact that you know it's getting moved. And, you know, the, the venue that it is is obviously a dome, and it's going to you know, make things a lot more neutral. Weather isn't a factor. This was always a road game, so it's not like something was being taken away from the Browns in this instance, you know? Yeah, it was always a road game, um, so it was going to be a little bit adverse. So, you know, I, I think they would have played, but I think they would have had a little better shot. Going into the dome where now it's a fast track, now that unlocks uh, guys like Stefan Diggs, uh, you know, you don't have to worry about uh, Josh Allen's elbow being messed up. You, you know, it may be a little sore, but we, you, you got to worry about going out there being cold, warming back up, start stopping and starting in that type of weather. So I do think that the Browns were like, mm, this might be a little, little tougher than we thought. Um, going into this game, you know, there is a very small chance that the Browns could still make the playoffs, right? We talked about yeah. before there's two out of three games they needed to get before Deshaun Watson gets back. Um, I, I, what is the game plan, um, for them to, to beat the Buffalo Bills? Because I, I would like to say that they have the personnel, they have the talent, they got the, the guys up front to do it. They got the running backs to do it, but I just don't know if Kevin Stefanski has the intestinal fortitude to, to call a game and to commit to the run 24, seven, seven days a week 
and it, and and gets the Buffalo Bills, even if he's down a couple of points, maybe ten points. I don't know if he has the will to do it. That's just—it's just not the system. And obviously, in that instance, you know, then you're worried about you know how many people Buffalo is going to start bringing to the line. But then he can bat that by passing it. But you know, the fact that you know a lot of people feel the Browns you know, have had the ability to run the ball more, and they've run the ball with their running backs. I think it's over 27 times per game this season. It is more than anybody else in the NFL has done it. Um, and it does seem weird that he kept a player like the Ernest Johnson because I think a lot of people felt that if you kept these many, this many running backs. Who, and your first three obviously are all proving themselves as Cleveland Browns at some point or another. If you ever felt you needed to or you wanted to, you could certainly go with a run heavy attack in any given week. They've had, you know, they got the personnel. You have Nick Chubb, you have Cream Hunt, you have Dearness Johnson. You know, heck, I mean, if you wanted to, you, probably, you know, we've seen Jerome Ford look good on kickoff returns. Maybe it's the time, you know, a chance to see him get a couple of carries and just to see, you know, where the young man is in his development. Um, I don't think it's going to change. I still think they're going to look to throw the ball. The Bills are without two top defenders on Sunday in Terrell Edmonds, and they're also missing a pass rusher in Gregory Rousseau. Uh, their cornerback, Trey White, will not be available this week. They were hoping to maybe get him back on the field. Uh, he's been out uh, all season up until this point. He won't be back. Um, it's it's not really I, – I, you know, I know everybody wants to talk about the offensive side of the ball here. and But for all intents and purposes, week in, week out, when we've sat down, Garrett, at the end of it or as the closing seconds of it, and, you know, start to, you know, you know, digest the fact that it's another Browns loss, our complaints really haven't been on the offensive side of the ball. If anybody has an issue with Coach Stefanski and because he's the head coach and what's going on the defensive side of the ball, look, he is liable there. We know it. He's told us. Um, but it seems every time we sit down here, as we're getting ready to you know, realize this team is you know, basically putting another L on the schedule, it's been our concerns about this, the defensive side of the ball. It's, it it's just is what it is. They have drastically, drastically regressed. We were talking about a defense that was considered and hoped to be a top-five defense this year. They are a bottom-five bottom defense this year. They can't stop the run. They don't get to the quarterback enough. They don't get turnovers. I mean, you say those three things, you're talking about a defense that's obviously, you know, part of a team that definitely has a losing record. Ah, man, that was, you know, yeah. <laughs> and and, and we, we're talking about optimism here, Jeff. Um, in your assessment, I mean, you were covering this um, this uh, team back in the 1-16 era for the Locked On Browns podcast, and, and you were doing that 0-16, 1-15. Um, and, mm-hmm. and I believe uh, we kind of put ourselves there. 2019, lots of expectations. 2020, uh, obviously, when we did the playoff things. 2021, not where we wanted to be. And now this year, we're, we're definitely not where we wanted to be. What uh, what optimism or how do you feel, how close do you think the Browns are to reaching their ultimate goal, which is a, which is a Super Bowl? I think we, we thought we were way closer than we were. And I think I'm, for myself, I've reevaluated that. Where do you think they are in, 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 in reaching that ultimate goal? How far away do you think they are? Well, that's where it gets difficult, Garrett, because if it had been in only a six-game suspension for Deshaun Watson, we'd already have three games under our belt. We kind of have an idea of what a Deshaun Watson, Kevin Stefanski offense looks like, works like, functions like. We still have yet to see that, but you look at the offensive side of the ball. You got a really, really strong offensive line. Obviously, questions are going to be there for you know the future. You know, as far as Jack Conklin, a part of this line, 
you have Nick Chubb. We'll see the way Ray, the way the rest of that running back room works out. We, you know, for what we saw of David Njoku, um to this point this year on a long-term contract, I think we're all excited there. Uh, I do think Amari Cooper, you know, Amari Cooper and Deshaun Watson, I, I think that's going to be something that's going to work very, very well. Uh, we see some really good growth from Donovan Peoples-Jones this year. The tricky part is getting to the defensive side of the ball. When you factor in players' performance this season combined with players who will be free agents at the end of the season, you're looking at what's left of this defense. And right now, I mean, you think you probably have, what, three cornerbacks going into next season. You have, of course, Miles Garrett. You've probably got the two rookie pass rushers. The linebacker room, you know, you have, you know, Walker's a free agent. You know, Itaki Taki's a free agent. So in that room, really, all you really have on, on paper for next year is Jeremiah Wusukoromoa, the defensive tackle group. No, <laughs> none of them. And if you want to know how bad it is, you try to go through this defensive tackle group and try to find a roster in the NFL where you can at least get one of these guys there. Jadavian Clowney this year at $14 million doesn't look like the player or the bargain that he looked like last year at $8.5 million. There is a tremendous, tremendous amount of work that's going to be done on that defense, defensive side of the ball. And I, I wouldn't be surprised if the Browns start you know, bringing in some younger guys, practice squad guys, um, once they're closer to being eliminated from this season. And just getting some new bodies out there, some new blood, and a chance to evaluate guys and say, well, look, you know, we want to see where your standing is in terms of this roster for 2023 because there is going to be a lot of changes, wholesale changes, coaches included, on the defensive side of the ball. Talking to uh, Jeff Lloyd uh, on the North Olmstead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. Um, you know, uh, talk about uh, – let's talk about this a little bit. Um, you know, what the, the, uh, the Bills bring, that, that's a little difficult to stop. Um, this week they're going to, you know, obviously Josh Allen is, is one of those guys who, um, you know, I think that, that turns an organization around. I think when you miss on Baker Mayfield and they hit on Josh Allen, we can kind of see the way things happen, right? Um, now the Browns look like they, they may have found their guy in Deshaun Watson. We'll get an opportunity to see that within the next couple of weeks. But uh, Josh Allen is is pretty much, uh, you know, he's, he's one of the gold standards, blue chip, Guy could, you know, he's an MVP candidate every year perennially now. What, what, what are the Browns going to have to do in order to even try to slow him down a little bit, um, especially given, uh, you know, their offense and now it's not going to be inclement weather? Well, I mean, it's not it, – it, it, they cannot stop the run. And so it's even think that there's any, you know, thought process that they can. And Buffalo runs the ball very well. That's the first thing that's going to scare the daylights out of you. Um, and that's not counting just Josh Allen. Uh, you look at the yards per carry for the other running backs on that roster, it's solid. What did the Browns do well against the Cincinnati Bengals? They were able to consistently get after Joe Burrow. They were consistently able to get Joe Burrow off his first read and you know, forced to a lot of checkdown completions. That is their best avenue. It's not that they essentially can't cover it's just that if they're not going to get home with pass rush with any consistency, there's only so long you can contain coverage for. And especially when you have you know, quarterbacks in this day and age with the mobility they do, they don't necessarily break the pocket. They roll the pocket. And as the quarterback rolls right, rolls left, his receivers roll with him, start looking for open windows, finding open grass essentially to, you know, for Josh Allen to get a completion. And then you got to worry about Josh Allen himself actually physically running the ball at six foot four, six foot five, 250 pounds, whatever he is, because he's a damn monster. The biggest key is to get pass rush. And we can't talk about trying to stop the run because we know this team cannot do this. It's getting after the quarterback consistently. If Buffalo's going to go run heavy, and I think there's going to be 
probably good chance they do that with the amount of practice they did not get this week. Guys weren't able to get into the training room. They weren't able to get into the weight room. So you think for the Bills, it might be the old theory of KISS of, you know, keep it simple, stupid. And I think they're going to run the ball a lot. And I think they're going to run the ball more than maybe they normally do just to simplify things, take it easier on the guys who are coming into this, obviously in a weird scenario, uh, you know, as far as, you know, practice time and, and getting no time essentially in the building this week, have some guys coming back who were sick earlier in the week. I think Buffalo is going to keep it very vanilla. And to this point, I don't know why anybody wouldn't, you know, would go the extraordinary route in their playbook when you're playing the Cleveland Browns, because what we've seen over the last, well, this entire season and certainly what we saw last week is basic and simple seems to work against this team. Let me ask you this question really quickly Um, as we wrap it up. I I do appreciate you coming on with me on a Saturday. Um, You know, Deshaun Watson obviously is a guy who uh, is coming back uh, in a a couple weeks here. He's been practicing. Um, How would you divvy up these snaps? You know, because for me, you know, the the Browns lose this game. Um, To me, I'm turning the page on everything. I I mean, I wouldn't care if they they gave Kareem or or they gave uh, Nick Chubb a red shirt. (laughs) Be like, hey, hey, Nick, just go ahead and go hang out on the beach. Obviously, they wouldn't do it. But I would give him, listen, go ahead, do your thing. I would I would play young guys. And um, I don't want to, and when they get back, I don't want to see the run game. I, I'm going to be mad as hell if Kevin Stefanski decides now he wants to get a ball to, to one of the backs 30 times. No, I want to see what Deshaun Watson has, and, and we need to see it for six games. So what do you what were your snap reps? How would you divvy up these reps this week and then next week? How would you do it? I think you just have to have. I mean, there's the key here though, and there's the caveat. You know, if the Browns win on Sunday, then you you know you play Tampa, you could legitimately get the five and six. That makes it difficult. The key in what you got to do here is they just have to practice at a faster tempo because you got to make sure Jacoby gets the work at least that he needs to be ready why you're accelerating Deshaun Watson. You know, what he got this week? Next week needs to be even more. And then after that, obviously, it's full-time, you know, full go for Deshaun Watson. The other thing is, is you don't want to do too much too fast with Deshaun Watson. As he's working his way back in, you want to make sure that he's going to be 100%. You don't want to overwork him before he's actually playing in games. But I, I do agree with you. I mean, you want, you know, whatever way this works, you're looking to get to a more pass-heavy approach. They know what they have in Amari Cooper. They know what they have in David Njoku. I think they're pretty confident in what they have in Donovan Peoples-Jones. You need to. You want to see Woods. You want to see Schwartz. You certainly want to see Bell. You want to see what you have in those three young guys. You want to see if those are going to be guys that you can count on are going to be a part of this going further. You know, there's receivers in the NFL that Deshaun Watson has worked with over the years that you know a lot of people were rumored to try to put in pair with the Browns you know, to play here with Deshaun Watson. They have to make sure that they can get a strong, strong evaluation over a six-game process with Deshaun Watson and make sure they understand and feel and get whatever they need for him to be the most successful quarterback he can be for this franchise. Running back, running game-wise, they're going to be okay. Offensive line, yeah, there might be a change at right tackle, but for the most part, I think we all believe they're going to be okay. It's all about putting the pieces in place to make sure that Deshaun Watson is as successful as possible which in turn probably makes the team as successful as possible. Jeff, I appreciate you. Uh, We'll talk to you again soon. Thank you. Uh, Enjoy your weekend. We'll uh, get back with you uh, again soon, bro. 
No problem at all, guys. Have yourself a great day, buddy. All right, man. Appreciate it. Jeff Lloyd of Locked On Browns Podcast. Uh, you can find him in his podcast. You can actually probably hear it. You know, it's here and available here on the Odyssey app as well. Check it out. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.